Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Hey, when you switch to Farmers Insurance, you can save a bundle. All you got to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS and get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Well, I got to tell you, Mike Harmon, I began the day and I'm where I'm at right now. Just I've drank all sorts of avocado tequila. I mean, I am ready for the show, man. I am ready like Tom Brady for the show tonight. I don't see why everybody's so hateful towards him. I like am some ready folks for the are show. having fun with it. Other folks are. You're a terrible example. You got no masks and you're drunk. It's like, get over yourselves. <laughs> Get That's you yourself. like Brandon. every day. No well, mask Brandon, and you're drunk. That's you every day. Yeah, Brandon Marshall had the best response. You guys would call this Friday. So get over <laughs> yourselves. I'm like, nicely done. Well played. But yes, that might be the most viewed video 
of recent memory. Oh, I'll my tell you goodness. what. I mean, that's better than trying to dissect what the hell's going on on WandaVision. Oh, uh, wow. That's better than all of the, hey, I may may or may not have spotted an Easter egg in any number of these Marvel movies or sure. maybe in Star Wars. It's like nobody cares about Star Wars right now. Put that away. Well, I don't know. Gina Carano's, uh, her situation uh, is got a pretty big deal. Um, you Only know, for look. you. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. I really wonder if there's so, such a thing as avocado tequila. And this whole day by Brady, think about this, was done to launch an avocado tequila. Look how much fun the no Super doubt. Bowl winning quarterback yeah. had. And then, boom, we get avocado tequila. You know, we get TB12 avocado tequila coming up in the next few days. Although, you know, TB12 pack. I kind of like patent pending, patent pending. I kind of like TB12 pack to use that because that's kind of what Brady was like today. He may have. Some said he might have only had one or two. I'm not going to give any brand any kind of uh, acknowledgement here. But, yes, uh, I have no doubt that that'll be the next uh, in the TB12 Mm. line of organic goods. Mm. So today what we got to see, the Tampa Bay Bucks boat parade, uh, which is what they had to celebrate the Super Bowl title from a couple of days ago. And, yeah, Tom Brady, the first video that gets out is him being helped off the boat uh, as he clearly doesn't have his sea legs with him. And, of course, drunk Tom Brady started trending. And, you know, before you thought, whoa, boy, Tom Brady's going to be mad. Nope. He tweets out, hey, just having fun with some avocado tequila. Brady clearly was having fun today and I'll tell you what of all the video and the video of him well, I mean it's legendary now I mean the Bra- this Brady video just think about this for a second everything from him today was just so shocking right because we've never seen this side of Brady we've never seen if this was Gronk we would go yeah that's Thursday or that's Wednesday or that's Tuesday that, that's Gronk we've never seen this side of Brady we have never seen this the rest of his career these videos from today these are going to be legendary. Just as much as any touchdown pass he's thrown in the Super Bowl, just as much as any big play he's had in the Super Bowl, these because vid- we just, you never see it. Right? Brady's, the, Brady's your friend that never goes out, right? Everybody in college, we all have the friend that never went out, right? He's a really nice guy. He was really cool. You guys would go, come on, come out, we're going drinking. No, 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 I'm staying, and just not his thing. And for four years, the guy never went out, never went out, never went out. Finally, on a random Friday in his senior year, he says, I'm going to throw caution to the wind. And he goes out, and he's all over the place, man. And he's, he's, he's laughing, and he's buying drinks and spilling stuff. And you go, man, where was this guy for the last four years? That's kind of what I feel like Brady was today. Where has this guy been for the last 20 years? Here he is. He's, he's out. He's, he's, he's waving to everybody. He's, he's obviously had a few cocktails. And he throws the Lombardi trophy across the water to Gronk. My no, heart no, no. was it's in a, my Cameron, throat. Cameron Brait with the catch, I mean, Cameron Brait. Yeah. My heart was in my throat. when, Even though I knew how it turned out, I'm like, oh, my goodness, Lombardi Trophy is going to be at the bottom of a bay. I mean, it's I mean, so of all cool. the people, I don't even know that Gronk would do that. I, I mean, really, throwing a no, Lombardi well, he would have spiked it. He water. might have spiked it through the uh, hull of the ship and caused you to go down. But oh, you, man. You, you talk about Brady shows up on a two million dollar boat. That's the estimate. You mm. have the the Lombardi toss to Brait. You have the stagger and being helped by Gronk and others away from things uh, as they finish the the route. I mean, this is this is one of the coolest little post parade. And LeBron James was all jealous. He wishes he was on a waterway to be able to celebrate a title. That's why you couldn't do it here uh, in L.A. Unless you put him on the ducks, then you might have been able to argue that you were ready to go on water, but you just didn't reach. 
I don't know, something like that. But it's the different side, and it goes back to the some of the coaching anecdotes that we've heard over the last few days and even the two weeks leading up to the game of, yeah, they kind of did what they wanted. If they didn't feel like throwing on a given day, Tom didn't throw. If Tom wanted to coach him up, yeah, go ahead. You've been in the game 20 years. Coach him up. And I stood back. That was Bruce Arians. Or Rob Gronkowski wanted a day off. Yeah, take Wednesday off, Rob. Whatever your body needs. It's like these guys are suddenly enjoying new freedoms like they never have before. It's, as you say, the guy from college who let loose that one night. All right, finals are done. What are we doing? Or... They they hit twenty one. I've been waiting for this day. Now mm-hmm. it's you know I'm getting it all in on that Look first out. day. Right? I've been holding back, but now I'm twenty one. Let's go. Let's get that ID to, ready, baby. Uh, I I haven't had a beer yet in my life. I've been waiting until my twenty first birthday to have my first one. I just want to let you all know that that's going. Uh, you know, and and that's a thing too. And that's what's hidden in here. You know, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon is that Brady never celebrated like this, at least in public, after winning with with New England. And for all the things he does, and Brady is nothing but calculated, all right? You understand that the persona that he has crafted and created, everything comes with some sort of reasoning. It's just like LeBron James, right? There's, there's no, well, hey, I'm just out hanging out and I'm going to do whatever today. Uh, this was a way of Tom Brady to show the Patriots, hey, man. Look how fun life is down here. I'm out, and I am really enjoying myself. And if you want to have the hashtag Drunk Tom Brady, hey, that's okay. He is showing you this is how I like – this is what it's like. This is what the NFL should be like. This is what it's like when I'm playing with a bunch of guys that aren't under some strict kind of control, and this is how much I enjoy the game. All right, Because I I don't think it's any coincidence that we get this from Brady winning in his first year after leaving New England. This is absolutely something that – yeah – this is what he wants. Look how much fun he is having. When the whole thing about New England was what? Oh, we don't have fun there, right? There's no fun. We win, and winning's fun. But getting there, the, the hard work is okay, but the, the actual process is not that fun because playing in New England is not that fun. But, hey, look how much fun it is here. You know, Brady's out there, and he's, he's talking about avocado tequila being helped off a boat. Bruce Arians is cursing up a storm in his thing. He's, he's saying, oh, that's blank Kansas City Chiefs blank when he talks about repeating. <laughs> I mean, look, it was just so much of a player's atmosphere and in that first year this shows you how much it worked how much it worked for Brady to go from okay he's just had a coach that has pissed him off for a long time that is is micromanaging everything and now you get that first year away it's the best year because you're free Look, Gronk wasn't playing anymore. Gronk came out of retirement to play with Brady in Tampa. Okay, this is this is the first year away from that old coach's way to go, and the next year is always the best. Now, do you worry about next year a little bit? Sure. I mean, I'm not going to talk about, oh, watch out. But whenever you're a player's coach, things like discipline start to lax and players start to believe I have the better ideas. I mean, there, there's good and bad with both ways. I'm not saying Belichick's way is the worst or the best. There's different ways to do it. But this way right now is the, the zenith of the player's coach, which is Bruce Arians. And this is Tom Brady absolutely sending a message saying, look how much fun it is here in Tampa Bay. I never had this much fun in New England. That's what he's I'm telling you. It's what he's saying. Talent plus structure, right? I mean, Bruce Arians, the the pitch, the, we've heard it and seen it in so many different places this week was pretty much, we got a lot of talent, come finish the job. That was it. Look at look at what we have. We, we can win. Don't turn the ball over. We got enough playmakers. And you get to be you. 
come down and have some fun. I mean, let's Antonio Brown move into his house. Gronk comes back from being the 24-7 champion and hanging out on the mass Singer which he was terrible, uh, but he should have been on the mass Dancer because he can cut a rug like nobody's <laughs> business. But just the I- idea that you can come to – there's so many different ways to win a title, obviously, but we the way it's been exhibited for 20 years was you want consistency in, in results? It's the Belichick way. Right? You, he could have launched his whole speaking tours and everything else if he wanted to go down that route, saying, do it my way. Look, we're in the Super Bowl and we're a contender every year. And you would have had hundreds of thousands of people across this country, just like they show up for Osteen and all these other guys to say, all right, teach me, teach me structure. And then he'd do the meet and greet and go, all right, we're on to the next guy. And then he'd sign the next book and, and move forward. And, and it's the same thing. And, and that's how it, it appeared you needed to be. You couldn't be the hothead like Ditka going back to Super Bowl twenty and fighting with Buddy Ryan and whatever, or, or even Bill Parcells. You had to be kind of cold and aloof as Belichick is portrayed by the media. And you hear all the stories from players to the contrary. But it's still a business-like atmosphere, whereas – Arians, you've got your your business getting done, but you know you have a, a little bit of latitude to be you, and it showed today as guys are taking a Lombardi Trophy for horseback rides, and uh, you got Scotty Miller losing Godwin's phone at the bottom of the waterway. I mean, there's so much going on, but they had a blast, right? I'll you t- always have fun celebrating a victory. This one just had a different ring to it of, see, you, you can have fun even in a crazy-ass environment, and then you get to celebrate as we do. The biggest blank you to Belichick and the brain trust in New England that you could possibly think of. And look, revenge is a great motivator, right? I'm not, I'm not going to sure. say it's not. When you want revenge is a great motivator. I always like to say hate is a great motivator because, you know, you know, quoting from uh, uh, Billions. But um, hate is a great motivator. I get that. But revenge can carry you through a lot. Now, can it carry you through an entire career? No, you need something else. But for the short term, oh, revenge is, reve- revenge is not a dish best served cold. Revenge is a dish best served with flaming forks filled with food <laughs> on it, and I'm throwing it down right here. Boom, it's a flaming fork and another flaming fork because that's what's carried Brady through all of this. Yes, he wants to continue his career. He wants to play till he's 45, 46 years old, and now he's thinking, hey, maybe he'll play an extra couple of years, and I'm having fun, but revenge is a big part of this motivation he wanted to win the divorce and he's won the divorce because the Patriots are bad and Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl and if the Patriots get lucky they have to hope they follow the Shaq and Kobe way because look Shaq left his feud with Kobe he won the championship first all right Shaq's won the war oh but you know Kobe was younger he stayed around longer and look he won to three more finals and won two more and so okay Kobe then got the got the advantage but right now you have to say Tom Brady wanted to win the divorce and he is living his best life he's the one who got divorced and goes out and I'm out dancing and drinking every night and having fun and my job is great and I got all kinds of amazing friends and I'm going on vacation and my ex-husband he's he's hanging out in his one room apartment you know with with, with a, a bare light hanging over his uh, toilet he doesn't even have a shower he's got to use a communal shower down the street oh yeah all this stuff yeah look at stop the life watching I'm the living. simpsons and kirk van houten okay look at the, look at the <laughs> i find you buying comic books millhouse uh, this is <laughs> this, this is winning the divorce and brady has won he he is that he is that that diva in the in the sequin dress going look at me 
Look at my life. My life is awesome. Look at your life. Your life is bad. My life is great. Your life is bad. You're unshaven in a robe all day, wearing a white T-shirt that's threadbare, and that's all you really own. You don't feel like getting dressed. You're wearing sock supporters and dress socks as you walk around the house. And well, all wait you have that, is maybe like that's living cereal. your best life. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cereal's cheap. I mean, milk gets True. expensive after a while, but uh, living in the bathrobe and just a, a threadbare T-shirt and maybe mm-hmm. some boxers, maybe not. You don't know what's going on under that robe, just like the judge that you will appear in front of uh, at many of those uh, hearings for splitting up assets. But oh, I, I think with Bra- you mentioned the, the dish served uh, flaming hot, but that's just it. It's still fresh. And what's, what's the word that got attached to Brady the last couple of years, and certainly in this first year as they're navigating things in Tampa, it was system, right? That's the, the worst word you, you could call, put any other adjective, any other descriptor on a quarterback. As soon as you talk about him being a product of a system, which they all are, but it's a pejorative unlike any other. So what do you want to do? You want to prove that it's not you. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's not me, it's you, uh, as opposed to the usual Costanza the other way around. No, it's not you, it's me uh, for the breakup. But no, it's it's that idea of all right, we you guys keep working your way and look, lots went against uh, what New England actually did this season. For those that didn't bother to watch anything, was nothing short of a miracle, uh, given the lack of receivers, the number of defensive players that opted out, and the fact that Cam Newton couldn't throw a football. They actually won a number of games in spite of that. Were they good? No. Uh, but they were good enough to hang around in a number of contests. So for Bill Belichick, now it's part two and all these quarterbacks are, are spinning around and maybe you get to have uh, the, the afterlife, that second act. But for Tom Brady, it was important to go to a place that had assets and they were ready to go to work right away and in an environment down in Tampa where you, where you could do so. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we got to Derek Carr and told you about how people just don't want Derek Carr. Now, Carson Wentz is a different story. Philadelphia is on the verge of trading him, and there's been reports the last 24 hours that potentially the Eagles are losing a little bit of leverage. The market for Carson Wentz, which is not really what the real market is. The only teams we have heard that are in it are the Colts and the Bears. And that should be enough because you only need two teams for a bidding war. That's it. You don't need one. You need two teams. Sometimes if you think a team is bidding against themselves, it works fine. But you only need two teams. Is is there a big market for Carson Wentz? No. And, and have there been any other teams? Although we did get the story yesterday. Hey, a mystery team has jumped in for Carson sure. Wentz. Oh, there's a mystery team that jumped out. It's not it's not a real team. It's just a, we want, we want to kind of get things going. So we're going to say a mystery team has been involved. Um, if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you have to step back and say, all right, sometimes when a quarterback gets traded like Matthew Stafford, it raises the price of everybody else, right? Stafford getting traded and getting back a first, a two first and a third round pick 
that's a, that's a heavy haul. We didn't think the haul for Matthew Stafford would be that way. But remember, the Lions are also taking Jared Goff and his contract. But still, it's like NFL executives have tunnel vision, and it's, boy, two firsts and a third for Matthew Stafford. The Raiders want to jump in and see if anybody's going to offer anything big for Derek Carr. They're not. And now here are the Eagles. Hey, they have to trade Carson Wentz, right? This is not, eh, maybe we can trade Carson Wentz, maybe not. Carson Wentz is not somebody that teams are falling all over to go get. Could he fit on a couple of teams? Yes. Is Indianapolis a great fit? Yes. Are the Bears a great fit? No. The Chicago media will eat him alive, just like they've done to Trubisky the last. They have had meals on Trubisky and Foles and Nagy and Payson, everybody. He is not a big market guy. But in Indianapolis, where, yes, he's still the quarterback, but it's a smaller market and it's not a feeding frenzy every day, as you can see, he might work with the pressures there. But the Eagles have to understand you're not going to get that Matthew Stafford. You're not going to get that for you. You just aren't. And you have to, at some point, get to the realization and be comfortable that we just have to get what we get for him. All right? We, we have to take what we can, and we have to move on. We have our quarterback already in Jalen Hurts. He's really good. He's on a great rookie deal. We got him for another four years. He's a second-round pick. We're paying him absolutely nothing. Okay, we're going to get rid of Wentz. We're going to get rid of his money, so we'll be able to sign other people. And if we get a second and a fourth rounder or a second and a third rounder, okay, that's great. We got to take that. It not he, Matthew Stafford doesn't increase the value of all quarterbacks. Does he increase the value of Deshaun Watson in a trade? Absolutely. Would he increase the value of Aaron Rodgers in a trade? Absolutely, because these are quarterbacks that are better than Matthew Stafford. But quarterbacks who are as good and not as good, uh, he's not going to raise their, their their value. So if you think, if they're sitting around here going, well, eventually the Colts are going to give up the farm for Carson Wentz, they ain't going to do that. All right? And so you think that two firsts and a third? No, second and a third? That, that's kind of what I think you'd get because you're also telling a team you're taking Carson Wentz's salary for the next couple of years, which is always a thing. Whenever you're taking over $20 million in salary deal, that's a big thing. Uh, so I don't get the Eagles thinking, hey, we're suddenly going to have a market materialize that's not there. You get what you can for Carson Wentz, and you move on. You have to trade him. He wants out. Your team is starting over. This is what needs to happen, and the sooner they come to that realization, the better. He's a distressed property. They don't want him. He doesn't want to be there. There's reports of problems in the locker room. He played terribly this past year. And even if you say, all right, and excuse some of it for injuries, you you also look at it, it's a saturated quarterback market. And as we talked about a, a little bit with Derek Carr and a market emerging for him, and I think they were just trying to prop him up. Look how loved you are. But we love you more, Derek Carr. Uh, you can't do that with the with Wentz. And there's so many better quarterbacks. You, you had flashes, and that would be MVP run before he got hurt. But the the bloom is off the rose, man. There's so many so many other issues going on here, and so many other quarterbacks that are in play, even if they're not. You know, 100%, hey, we just need to get rid of this guy. We talked a lot about Russell Wilson yesterday. Is that after 2021, it really gets to a head, or is it boiling hot right now? I would say uh, you're you're certainly trending towards boiling uh, after his comments yesterday, so maybe he's available. You look, and he's got a pretty nice contract for the following two seasons. You look at Deshaun Watson, another guy who is at – um, a terrible spot with what Houston is as an organization. He wants out. He's not backing down. Eventually, they'll have to m- move him. Who would you rather have, one of those two guys or Carson Wentz? 
That's easy. And how much better is Carson Wentz than what you had in Trubisky? You might as well run with Nick Foles at this point <laughs> and see what. In all seriousness, just make him well, the guy for Carson a full year. Carson Wentz would at least be leaning forward throwing the football and not leaning backward throwing it like Nick Foles does. Hey, hey, hey! Drew Brees <laughs> threw for over eighty thousand yards with the lean back and and catapulted motion well, all these years. Well, he's gonna have he's gonna have all kinds of arthritis in his neck from tilting his neck back to get that extra well, inch and a half up so he could see downfield. But you know what? He never changed. Remember, Don Mattingly was a fierce hitter for years, and then his back started to hurt, and he changed his stance, and he wasn't good anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees, if he had pain, he fought through it, and he took the pain and, and made it what it was. But w- with Carson Wentz, like, I, I don't know how you'd think you have some advantage over anybody. right? The marketplace, mm-hmm. again, there's so many quarterbacks. Hey, we didn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers or some of the reports that the Cardinals aren't as in love with Kyler Murray as they once were. Minnesota, even though they hired Kubiak's kid now that he retired, how much do they love Kirk Cousins? I mean, you just go on down the list. It seems like almost any guy can be had, you know, as the million-dollar man once taught us. Everybody's got a price. So why would you pay a a premium for Carson Wentz and take on that contract? To hell with that. Follow the model of uh, what the the Lions were were able to do uh, with with the Rams. All right, we took Jared Goff's contract, but we get some picks with it. Uh, That's... The Eagles don't have the picks, nor do they have the salary cap uh, luxury of really doing much of anything here. So uh, you've got them over a barrel. Why would you help them out? Nope. Uh, Bottom barrel uh, bargain bin for Carson Wentz. Mid-round pick. Take it or leave it. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. All right, just really quick. If you had your choice, I made you GM of the Bears. And you had your choice of Wentz, Trubisky, or Foles. Everything, and you're not giving up the farm for Wentz. You're not trading two first and a third. You're trading something very acceptable. Who do, who would you want out of those three if you could, if you could make that happen? Well, with Trubisky, it's never going to happen. They all hate each other at this point. Uh, but you know, I, I always thought if you actually built the offense based on what his physical skills are, you probably would have been all right, you know, and get him a second receiver uh, that's more consistent. Mooney, I think, is going to be a breakout guy, but he's not there yet. And by the way, you still have to figure out how to bring Allen Robinson back in all of this scenario <laughs> to make it work. Uh, but would I try Wentz if I got him cheaply and they paid for a bunch of his salary? Sure. But it's incumbent upon getting Philly to really eat how bad that contract is. Again, don't pay quarterbacks too early. All these people with the revisionist histories on, on Dak Prescott and all this other nonsense, you don't pay the guy before you have to. You just don't. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The Knicks <laughs> motto this year is play in or bust. All right. We just got to get to the seven, eight, nine, ten. Play in or bust. That's our motto. That's what it is. All right. All right. Play in or bust. And right now, we are comfortably 
in the play-in or bust. I mean, we're not very comfortably, but we are comfortably <laughs> in the play-in or bust right now in ninth place in the East. Uh, thanks a bunch, Brian. Appreciate it, buddy. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1, NBA insider extraordinaire, longtime friend of the show, Rick Buecher. Rick, what's happening, my man? Uh, let's, let's clarify. They're not going for 7, 8, 9, or 10. They're going for 10, okay? okay. <laughs> They're going for the 10th position. Let's just – let's not pretend. Let's not overplay this. They're going for the 10th position, and Derek Rose may just get them there. So there you go. There it is. Hey, Der- hey look, if Julius Randle and Derek Rose split the MVP this year, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with it. You know, it's, you know, you know what tickles me is – I was just I was looking through some various stats, like the season stats, and there's Julius Randle at the top in minutes played, and I go, "Oh, Tim, you did it again." <laughs> Jimmy Butler somewhere going, "Yeah, Julius, that's how it goes. That's how that's how it works." <laughs> All right. Well, since you're since you're pretty good on how things work, you have to explain this. NBA yep. national anthem controversy thing to me. Okay, so the Mavericks sure. aren't playing the anthem all season long. Nobody cares. It's not mm-hmm. a story. Then mm-hmm. yesterday we get the sources report that Mark Cuban's not going to play the anthem for a while. Uh, not mm-hmm. going to play the anthem anymore. He had a conversation with Adam Silver. Today the NBA says we're going to play the anthem before every game. It's how we do it. And Mark Cuban gives an answer into what's going to happen that I really can't make sense of. He says... Some people didn't like what the anthem stood for, but they're going right. to go back to playing it at some point when the fans come back in the stands. He's not going to ban the anthem, but they're going to play it at some point in the future. Rick, I don't understand how this is a story. Uh, well, it is uh, Mark Cuban, the opportunist, is, is basically what it is. I don't know. I mean, look, everything's a story these days, particularly if it has any whiff of social justice or political implications. So um, the NBA... You know, with some people being considered uh, being far more uh, socially justice aware, some people thinking that it's too woke. Uh, this is always this is going to be uh, a story when it comes to uh, sports in general and the NBA in particular. But essentially, what this is is Mark Cuban, um, and and maybe I'm being a little bit cynical here, but it is a great nod as. I'll put it this way. As one GM said to me, this is the same as when Mark Cuban was the first owner to buy DVDs for every individual player's uh, locker in, in, in the locker room. It is a nod to the players. Um, obviously, anybody who is of uh, African-American descent and has heard the third verse of the national anthem knows that uh, it's, it doesn't mean the same to everyone. And uh, and certainly I know a lot of players who have said, you know, the anthem is is an issue. Um, now, uh, they've gone along with it because you get fined by the league if you're not standing at attention. David West is one guy who would take one step back from the rest of the team. It was never noticed that he did it, but that was his quiet protest when it came to the national anthem. So. Mark Cuban was basically currying favor. The view is currying favor with all the players in the league by being the owner who is not playing the national anthem. Now, the reason that the league has to have them play the national anthem is because every player is uh, subject to fines depending on their decorum during the anthem, uh, allowing one team to eliminate that possibility of, of fines or punishment wouldn't go over with the other 29 teams. And I dare say there's also a matter of the league looking at the people out there who do think that the NBA is too woke 
and that they would see this as one more indication of that, and perhaps it would be the turnoff, and they would stop stop watching games, stop buying tickets, stop buying jerseys, and that would be bad for business. So that's why those are the reasons why the NBA is doing it. That's why the re- that's that's the reason why Cuban did it in the first place. Now, from one potential battle with the Players Association and the league to another, uh, we've got this matter of the All-Star game and players lining up saying, I'm, yeah. I'm there in body but not in spirit, etc. Yep. And now you want to have the dunk contest at halftime. It's like figuring if they're there, maybe they'll participate because they're already on the court instead of in suits. Right. <laughs> Fights, yeah, look, fighting more in the middle of the season. I get I... – I get both sides of this, but I'm actually, I'm generally a guy who sides with the players in most beefs between the owners and the players, because I think the public uh, generally sides with the owners far too often when things are, um, when when things are 50, 50. But in this case, I understand where the owners are coming from. And I thought Damian Lillard had the best, uh, the best response. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, Look, I'd, I'd, he just had twins. Um, I, I'd rather be spending the time with my family uh, because of the protocol. We don't get to spend as much time with our families as we normally would. Uh, I'm sure my wife would love me to be home with, with, with the twins. Uh, but I also understand that this is a business and we have to make sacrifices for it. And understand this, that, you know, the players are saying this is all about money. Yeah, you're right. This is all about money. The league doesn't have fans. Uh, I don't know that the owners are can cry poor but they're not making anything close to what they normally make and the players meanwhile are getting paid uh at the same rate uh that they would otherwise so the owners are looking for every opportunity to uh to make every dollar that they can and i asked an agent i said you know how much money is at stake here with the with the all-star game because i thought you don't have fans. You don't have the whole weekend. You don't have the whole corporate uh, infrastructure. Like, it, it, it has to be money. But how much money is involved here? And the agent said it was significant money. Um, that there are a lot of uh, agreements built into bigger corporate sponsorships that include an all-star game. And so they're acknowledging that. And as I watched the Suns, the other thing that I heard was that Chris Paul quietly. Um, I don't know whether we've heard him speak out about it. Well, there's a reason because he kind of feels like he might make the all-star game and he'd like to have one more shot at being an (laughs) all-star. So being involved in the players association, that's one guy who was willing to listen to the owners and try to get something done. NBA insider Rick Buecher, our guest here on Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And now, Rick, I want to hit you with this, because normally you see people on social media threaten to mute people for negativity, right? I don't like the negativity. Uh, Rick on Twitter is now threatening to mute people for positivity. Let me read you Rick's tweet. I'm happy to see Steph Curry back, healthy and doing Steph-like things, but... The gushing over him that is inundating my feed has me rethinking the aforementioned policy. Muting people for positivity. Rick Buecher, analysis. Uh, you know, I think we all uh, should have the opportunity to be the grouchy old man on the porch and tell people to get off their lawn. I, I just, and that was, that was my moment. You know what I, what I didn't realize, um, first of all, because I follow Steph Curry, anything that's said about Steph Curry uh, appears in my feed. And it was just, I mean, I'm literally like all the people that are criticizing me for that. 
you didn't see my feet. It was just one thing after another. And I was just like, oh, come on. I mean, he's having a great season. But, my God, it's, they're 13 and 12. And I love watching him play. I'm glad he's back. But this is like, you know, he's having this historic season. No, he's not. It's, I mean, no, he's not. So, um, but what I didn't realize is that I can mute the people that are repeatedly gushing about him and that will lower the temperature or the inundation. And so I've done that, and I wish I had thought of that prior to putting out that tweet. Because I'll tell you what, man, Dub Nation, you better not say a, a crossword about <laughs> Steph Curry now, before, or ever. Because don't you know he is the greatest player, human being, that has ever walked the face of the earth, and we should just all be grateful that we exist in this time of the Steph Curry. <laughs> I just like that he almost said, you better not say a blanking word against this guy. <laughs> Way to self-edit there, Rick. I got you. All right, for yeah. the Lakers, you got a Anthony Davis out once again. How concerned should the Lakers be right now with where he's at? I don't get the sense that they're concerned at all. I mean, this is what Anthony Davis has been through the course of his career. And they're simply aiming at, can we be there? Uh, can we have everybody healthy at the end of the year? Uh, and, the, and the way they're playing, I mean, they're not even playing very hard. They are, they are the, and this is the sign of, of really good teams is that they, they can measure an opponent and they can play, you know, they just, they, we're, we don't have to, we can just stay close. We just need to stay close for three and a half quarters, and then in the final six, six minutes, we can ratchet up our defense, and we can execute our offense, and we can put teams away. It's not going to be pretty, but it will end up as a W, and no one, you know, in hindsight will ever remember that, uh, you know, we were down by 15 or whatever at, at, at one point uh, to the Detroit Pistons or whoever it might be. So uh, I, I just – I mean, look, with Anthony Dave, they need him, obviously, uh, if they're going to repeat or they're going to make any sort of run for a championship. But I don't get the sense that they're concerned that this is chronic and that it is going to affect him in the long run. You know, lastly, Rick, speaking of the Lakers, Mike and I had the conversation last night. We talked about the Jazz being the first team to 20 wins and the likelihood they can win the Western Conference in the regular season. Yeah. Seeing how the rest of this year is going to go, where mm -hmm. we don't know if fans are going to be allowed in across the board, and even if they do are allowed in, is it going to be enough? Are teams going to sell out to try to get the number one seed in their conferences like they did in the past, not even knowing if it's really going to be a big advantage because we don't know if fans are going to be allowed to see games at some point before the end of the season? Yeah, I don't get the sense that anybody is going to, is going to sell out. Now, obviously, there's certain teams that it would be a feather in their cap simply to be the number one seed. But that said, um, I think what we've seen is that health is the number one factor, and particularly without – I mean, the, the travel has been uh, reduced to not being all that egregious. Uh, the, the media demands are less. So I just don't see it – even if you had fans in the stands, I just don't – I just feel like the home court advantage has really been minimized overall, especially in this – this weird year with without a real training camp and the teams that are involved that likely will be there again, you know, the teams that played in the, in, in the bubble being there again. I, I just, 
I don't see a reason for that. But by the way, you know what? You guys set me up and you took me down with the, oh, you're just a grouch and how dare you. I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have my back on this Steph thing whatsoever. I got, I got no problem there. with it. And look, Jason's yep. still waiting for KNBR to call him because he's called him nothing but a system quarterback all these years. So he's he's right there with you. He's got a sign. Okay. He's like, go, Rick, go. Okay. I, I was just going to say, with all the sarcasm that we throw at the Knicks and all of, uh, I mean, <laughs> come on now. You can't, don't tell me you haven't had a snarky tweet or seven compared to my one where I, I mean, how I said, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's doing stuff like things. I just don't need to hear it about it on every tweet on my feed. Is that too much yeah. to ask? Am I asking too much? No, me, yeah, my, my ratio is about for too much. Yeah, I'm at 80% snark in anything I post, unless I'm announcing your your arrival, Rick, uh, uh, or a guest on the show. Everything else is sweet. snark. Sweet. Rick is about one one or two appearances on the show away from saying, Jason, if you ask me one more bleeping question about Julius Randle, I'm never coming on the show again. I'm done talking about Julius Randle. Yeah, but now you have Derek Rose to add That's to true. it. That's true. Now we got Derek Rose. We got Rose. There we go. There it is. Rick oh. Buecher, boom. How many weeks left in the season? <laughs> Wait, I'm tweeting. But here's the out. thing: if they're not competing for the tenth, are they getting rid of Julius Randle? Is he a trade chip? <laughs> I'm tweeting uh, it out no, right now. Uh, you do know that Tom Thibodeau, they, even after they're mathematically eliminated, Tom Thibodeau will have them competing for the tenth spot. Oh sure, oh sure. Yeah, oh, Randall will still be playing 38 minutes. Okay, tonight. we weren't tenth, but we we weren't tenth, but we weren't eleventh. We were like ten and a half. Okay. <laughs> Fellas, nice job. <laughs> Hang on, Twitter from Rick Buecher. I hate positivity, and the Knicks will make the playoffs. Boom, there we go. And send right there. Uh, he's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. Even if you're a Warriors fan, he's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. Just he made me. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Fox Sports 1 <laughs> NBA insider, Rick, as always, buddy. Appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And now, it's the Magic Johnson Twitter game! Yes, the most obvious and vanilla tweeter in the world, Magic Johnson. Your job is very simple. Is this a Magic Johnson tweet? Uh, This game that has been often imitated, never duplicated. And that's an actual true thing. Uh, So playing is Mike Harmon, Brian Fenley. Are you guys ready to go for the Magic Johnson Twitter game? Let's get it on. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, all right, here we go. Hey. I am pleased at the high level of play from Julius Randle. Remember who drafted him. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? I am pleased at the high level of play from Julius Randle. Remember who drafted him. Wow, that's that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. He's been tweeting a lot about players in All Star games the last day and a half or two. He's been he's been a he's been an All Star fiend the last day and a half. <laughs> Brian Fenley. You know, there's not a, enough look at me sort of bravado from that tweet for me to think it is magic. So I, I don't think it's him. That is not a magic yeah, all right. yeah. tweet. Oh, that was a tough one, though. That, that was, was good, though. That was tough. good. Self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Kind yeah. of on the border there. Yes, yes, yes. Tom Brady now has seven Super Bowl titles, the most all-time by a quarterback. Yeah. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? 
I could see that being a magic tweet. Okay. I mean, that's the vanilla, most vanilla of vanilla. Yeah. So I, I leave it to you, Brian Fenley. All right. I'm going to go yes as well because it sounds very basic and ordinary, but a lot of times those are the kind of tweets we see from magic, stuff that we really already know that's common sense and mm-hmm. should not even be tweeted. Yeah. See, the, the more you think about this game, the harder it gets. Yeah. No, it, it does. That's the thing. <laughs> that that's is, why you need to take a couple of drinks and numb your mind. That is not a oh. Magic Johnson tweet. Not a Magic Johnson tweet. I enjoyed watching the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Is that a no. Magic Johnson tweet or not? Come on, really? <laughs> I enjoyed watching I'm the say Charlotte no. Hornets tonight. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? No, it can't be. It just can't. <laughs> Brian Fenley? There's no level of him pumping himself up using a tweet to bring the attention back on himself. I can't see that being from from Magic. That is a Magic Johnson tweet. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Come on, man. Seriously? <laughs> what I'm telling you. I'm terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Really, really bad. I enjoyed watching this. That's like me saying, I enjoyed my quesadilla that I had tonight. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. That, that's awesome. The cheese blend was fantastic. <laughs> Actually, no, that's too specific. <laughs> Who has seen the video of the lawyer with a cat face? I laughed so much. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? Who has seen the video of the lawyer with a cat face? I laughed so much. I think you tweeted that. <laughs> a lot of people have tweeted things like that. Did Magic Johnson tweet that? I'm going to say no. All right. Brian J- Jason, I saw you tweet the cat face earlier. I think you were thinking about that while you were scripting this segment. It was your tweet or your thought. It wasn't Magic's. Wow. See, I mean, you get you get deep into this. <laughs> um, I tweeted the cat face thing yesterday because it was a story yesterday. That, though, is not a Magic Johnson <laughs> tweet. All right. You guys sweated this one out. You sweated <laughs> yeah, no. this game out, man. No, this that was a, a tough, tough one. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.